Good morning. Welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where I was visiting just yesterday, Mr. Foster, and I got myself a steak sub. It's not a sub. It's, it's a wrap. It's a steak wrap. Uh, yeah. And I get these cold ones. They're so good because they hold best. Look, the best food in life is food that holds up. You know what? You can take any sandwich, I'll say this, since you're promoting them, promoting them and put it in a wrap, better. Okay? That's how I feel about it. Better. Any sandwich you put in a wrap is absolutely better. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to argue with that, especially <laughs> since I'm supposed to cut down on bread anyway, and wraps are just so thin. Um, yeah. The Steelers are 2-0 are, are and o heading into a strange matchup uh, with the yeah. Texans, who are, who are a very – Bony 0-2, if you will, a misleading 0-2. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that because they have some components of that team that say they can beat anybody. And because of that, you can't overlook them. And there is nothing worse, okay, nothing worse than an 0-2, an 0-3, a team that's 1-2 type of team. Like, you don't want to see those guys because they're at a point where the players, more than anything, feel like, we got to get something going. And you They're find angry. a way to do the angry. impossible. Yeah. You do. You find a way to do the impossible. And uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily think the Steelers are going to drop the ball this weekend. But I do feel like they're going to get an a, a A-plus game from uh, Houston. Well, let's talk about Houston first of all. And that, that starts – it used to start with J.J. Watt. And I'm not showing any disrespect here. But I, to me, when you're talking about the Texans, you're talking about Deshaun Watson. Uh, primarily, where is he at this point in his career? Because he was set back by injury early on. Where is he now? What is he? I, I think he's at a point to where he's still learning to be a game-winning pro. We know he can win, but to consistently be a pro that says, hey, I'm going to be the guy to pull my team out of games. That's what we're looking for from him right now. You're Patrick Mahomes. Lamar has shown that he can do that. I know what's, 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 what's going on right now. They stripped uh, Deshaun Watson with, with DeAndre. Okay? You're that's, stealing my next question, but I go know. Ahead. <laughs> that's a toughie, though. Look, I'm in the industry with you now. Oh. <laughs> but they, they stripped him of that. So right now he's figuring out how to manage games, how to make, make, make sure they're not – he's not the reason they're losing. He's trying to be the reason they're winning. And like you said – J.J. still has the heartbeat of that team. But Lamar has jumped in the drive. I mean, not Lamar. Deshaun has dropped in the driver's seat to say, hey, follow me now. But I need a couple more passengers in this car, though. But they took his passenger away, okay? Bill O'Brien did that. With the single dumbest trade we're going to see in the NFL, probably for the past five years and maybe for the next five years. I don't think you're going to see another DeAndre Hopkins uh, debacle uh, and, and certainly not no. get the reaction that, 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 that Bill did. Um, but how, what kind of impact does that have on a team? Because it's not just Deshaun Watson that sees that when it happens. No. I don't care if DeAndre is the worst. Look, you've, you've been teammates with guys who were, oh, i got to get rid of this guy. He's a problem. He's a problem. Regardless of what you think of that, and, and neither of us is yeah. in the Houston room to know, okay? But right. you traded your your franchise All wide world. receiver for yes. nothing. For nothing. 
and, and I hate to put it this way, but he he traded him for uh, a couple running backs, I think. You know, in a sense of yeah. like Deshaun is a quarterback, and you're trying to build around him. How come you didn't get a wide receiver for that? And then some coaches live in the philosophy that I gotta have my guys. I gotta at least if you're gonna be here, you gotta buy into what I want to see moving forward. I've never heard anything bad about DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. All I've heard is he's a hard worker. He gets the job done. All his teammates love him. So whether they knew that he wanted this deal that he was getting or something that they just knocked heads on. But I'll say this, Kyler Murray sure is benefiting from it. Yeah. So yeah. Con- considering what he did last year with that team, Arizona was the bottom of, of, of the uh, league type of team last year. And now they're sitting 2-0. and oh, And yes, it's a young season, but at the same time, I think he's a huge benefit to Kyler Murray, and Deshaun Watson has to be sitting there just like, man, I'm gonna make it happen, but I don't, I don't know. know how. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you, when you 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 brought up a great point though, because I I had heard and read that this was primarily that the Texans, and again, when you're talking about the Texans in this context, you're you're really talking about Bill O'Brien because he's making all of the decisions, and This is a guy, and I got to know him a little bit and admire him, I might add, when he was at Penn State. He took the world's hardest job. I mean, it was right after all that stuff, okay? And he Mm -hmm. came in. Moan, you had to have that personality that Bill O'Brien has in order to have succeeded in that environment, the single most toxic environment that any football coach has ever stepped into in football history, okay? And he did, and he did. And he, he made yep. the he made yes. the Nittany Lions uh, both proud and winners again and all that other stuff just like that. Yes, he did. Then he goes he, he you know he takes his job with the Patriots and and he does well there and I and again I, I got to spend some time with him there too because I covered him at the Super Bowl sat with him at a at a dinner table once at, at before one of these uh, before one of the Super Bowl media sessions that they have and yeah. really got to know him a little bit. He's so hard headed. And everything that I'd heard was that DeAndre Hopkins just couldn't take – he wanted yeah. this contract, and the Texans weren't going to give it. And instead of just trying to figure something out, it was just, get rid of this guy. Yeah. Who does that? You, you, you know what, though? I didn't, we didn't hear it publicly, though, which is something that I, I, can, commend, uh, I can commend DeAndre about, like, they got as much as they could, and they got a whole lot from Arizona, that is. Like they, like you said, they just tossed it away. But maybe Bill O'Brien is trying to set a precedent on what he want out of his guys. I, I've, I've always kind of had a problem with coaches that do that type of stuff, where you have your coaches running sprints after practice in the NFL, or you have a coach that think he's the smartest guy in the room all the time. Like One thing I've always admired about Coach Tomlin is he's not afraid to admit, I don't care where good ideas come from. And good, the good idea was for, for Houston was to me keep this, uh, keep uh, what's his name, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that would have been the smartest move they could have did because no lie, I'm watching him last week and all I could think is, man, they got to get somebody to protect this guy, they got to get somebody to help this guy on the outside, you know, to throw the ball to because you want to see that young talent be moving in the right direction, meaning. Your Bins, your Breeze, your Brady's, your A-Rods, they're, you don't want to say phasing out, but there has to be a new era of guys moving in. And if Deshaun gets in a bad situation where he just falls He's going to be off the train. train. 
He's going to be you off the train. I'm... Yeah, that's that's that that's that's where I'm thinking too. Because there's people who yeah. have casually thrown in Deshaun with the Lamars, with Patrick Mahomes, and whatever, and that their train is still rolling. Yes. Okay? And as long as Houston's going to finish eight and eight every year, uh, that's not going to do it. You know? No. It's just, it's, it's just not. It's like the contract. It's like the contract just smoothed everything over for him. Like that guy still want to win. If you're in this game, especially at that position, you want to win, man. And that's something that I don't think you can sell much at all, man. We've seen guys go chase money and be miserable after that. Like, winning is, is part of, of you collecting the check, and I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Like, the fun – you get paid for practice and camp. Like, that crap is what bothers you. And then performing the big plays on game day. They're not giving them much to perform with right now. I am witness. I am witness to how Ramon Uh-oh. Foster feels about uh, advanced analytics in the National Football League. I am witness <laughs> to this. I was in the probe uh, when a certain number seventy-three was out on the field barking at the Pro Football Focus geeks over on the sideline, <laughs> and I say geeks with love. Okay, of course, I, I really you do appreciate somebody. They're super thorough in what they do. Hey, we all geek out, but I, I know what you're saying. Okay. Now, the NFL is starting to geek out itself. It's not just PFF yeah. anymore. The NFL is now offering what they call next-gen stats. Um, to be honest with you, in football, that might be the only way it works. Because yeah. if, I've said this all along, that without, without the coaches, without the players involved, you will never, ever know where a player was supposed to be, what he was supposed yeah. to be doing. You can watch all the all 22 film in the world. You are not going to know unless you go and ask. So on that, on that note, here's one from Next Gen Stats that I'm going to share with you. And I'm reading this off the screen here. Through two weeks, the Houston Texans rank 31st in pass block win rate at 39%. Is that a stat you're familiar with? Not a – I mean, yeah, I mean, you get that if plus above the line, below the line. That's how Coach Munch has already always graded us. So, he would just say above and below. I mean, that's kind of how it wins. Did you win or did you not win? Like, that's that's as simple as it get with pass okay. blocking. So, so, if that's 39%? Block, pass block – yeah, okay. Hang on now. Pass block win rate at 39%. That's 31st. There are 32 teams in the NFL. And if you guess the Miami Dolphins as being 32 – Ding, 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 ding. Okay, so the Houston Texans are at 39%, and they are going against the team that blitzes 111% of the time. (laughs) Yes, Blitzburg for a reason. Let's talk about that matchup alone, because Ramon, so far through these two games, I haven't felt the need to analyze anything more about Pittsburgh versus anybody matchups other than who is going to stop these guys from murdering your quarterback. Yeah, buddy. Okay, that that group is special, okay? But Cam, TJ, Tyson, it. like Vinny is a blitzer. Devin is a blitzer. Mike Hilton is a Mike blitzer. Mike Hilton okay? is the blitzer. Put his name first. Mike Hilton is so, the blitzer. <laughs> we we man, I, free agency messed up the era of like going back to the seventies where they could have like a steel curtain, okay? 
because guys are going to hit hot bud, namely uh, uh, Mike Hilton, namely to where the market's probably going to play them out of that. Yeah. Okay. And that, that sucks. But if they were able to keep that core, somehow shift money, move money, do whatever they have to, seller cap go up, this would be Steel Curtain 2.0. Okay, they wouldn't like go anywhere. A real one or 3.0, yeah. 3.0 from the the teams in the mid 2000s. That's fair. The great, cannot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. So cannot discount that. That those defenses. Okay, so I I look at this as like phase three of that. That right there. This this group of guys that they have right now, they're able to do this also with all this blitzing up front because those guys are so skilled at getting home. You see Cam getting double teamed. Next thing you know, Tyson's working somebody for a sack. You see Bud with a chip over the next thing you know, TJ's right there on the quarterback's arm. Okay, they max protect. And guess what you got? Mike Hilton coming off the edge. You run, the, you, you, you try to run the ball, and you got Vinny shooting the, shooting the gap. Like, yep. where do you stop them? It's just like a, a, ne- a hornet's nest. I don't know. And look, this, the amazing thing is we've now rattled off eight different guys, and we didn't even mention the guy who shot off the line to win the game on Sunday, which is Terrell. Right. Okay, Terrell comes in. He's the last guy. If you're if you're Denver's quarterback and you're lying lining up there, he is yeah. your least concern. No, I say that with all due respect. You're not. You're looking at yeah. 34. He's unblocked, and you just don't care. And then yeah. and then he comes in. Let me ask you this: uh, If these teams are max protecting, and we saw the yeah. Giants, the Giants did it more than more than Denver did. Denver yeah. just looked like they were playing as if they wanted Drew Locke and Jeff yeah. Driscoll to get killed. Like they I just, think they drop lost back, their game plan. Time. Yeah, they they no 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 they wanted to go deep. And it, yeah. you're just gonna hang in there and you're either gonna die or you're gonna complete this 30 yard pass. But there's not yeah. gonna be any in between. Yeah. Um, yep. Exactly. Um what are these teams trying to do from the offensive line perspective? Is it enough? And what more can be done? Because, again, now we're looking at this Houston number. This might not go well either for them. That, it's not. And we said that before. We just talked about that a second ago as far as saying you got to find somebody to protect Lamar. I mean, you got to find somebody to protect Deshaun. Deshaun, yeah. Like, and I meant that because he's running around like crazy. So if Houston line is winning 39 – what was it, 30, what up, 30% of the time? 39, not 39, good. no wind block rate, yeah. That is below when, the line. <laughs> that is way below the line, and I know, like, Deshaun runs around the pocket and stuff like that, but in order for him to run around the pocket, there's got to be pressure somewhere. And I've watched the games, and I've seen it, too, and it's just not a good look. So how do you beat this defense, period, is you try to pound the run game. That's what you try to do. If you got the right type of lineman and running backs to do it, I would say screen game, but Devin Bush is running around like crazy. Watching him on film, man, he might have his deficiencies a little bit against maybe tall tight ends or just still growing in that area. But when you run the screen, I saw this kid, man, go underneath the lineman and tackle somebody who's the defensive right side of the field. I'm like – Sunday, you mean? Sunday, you mean? Sunday, yes. Okay. Yes. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, what are you doing? And then they try to run outside receiver screens. And, and Mike Hilton's there for another tackle. I'm, it blows – it doesn't blow my mind. I sound like a homer a little bit by rooting for no, these guys. When you're but, talking about this but, defense, I mean, this is an opinion. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would say 
you got to try to slow walk them down. Like meaning, okay, huddle up, run the ball, try to get three. Okay, next play, get somebody across the middle if they're playing zone. Then we, you throw a short check down and then try to get two on third down. Like that's how I see you, you, you trying to beat this team. But then again, I'm not sure what the red zone defense is looking like, but Denver was down there a few times. Uh, New York Giants was down there a few times, and they didn't net many didn't, points. Didn't man. There was yeah. one big play in the Giants game. And what did – I mean, there's not a whole lot that can be done. They're trying to, like you said, take the top off of the secondary because I guess Pittsburgh is blitzing so much. If that's your goal, okay, maybe you'll do it once in a while. But if, you're, if, you're, if your objective is to enter a game expecting to blow the top off Joe Hayden, Steve Nelson, Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, you're entering yeah, with good luck. crossed fingers. Yeah. That's what I I'm mean, saying. And the thing about doing that is you can – Coach Tomlin and Coach Butts, that whole entire defense, they know tendencies, okay? So if they feel like you're going to go play action, it, it, it is some smart guys in this league, okay? So many staff members that look at film, break down film, say this guy's going to do this. Heck, we knew when the guy was passing just by the quarterback, the way his foot was sitting. You know, it's, it's little stuff like that. So if they're doing play action, guess what you're going to see? Vinny up the middle or somebody off the edge. Like, your running backs better be damn good at picking up blitz protection. In your column the other day, you gave credit, as I expected that you would, to Kevin Dotson. Yeah. Um, you also correctly called earlier this summer that you liked a lot about his makeup. You liked a lot about his character. Um, you teammates with Chuk Uh you believe yep. in him. So these two guys go out there and they manage the right side of the line. I understand that there was no Von Miller out there switching sides, yeah. coming at you, whatever else. But it's an NFL defensive front. and That's actually one mm-hmm. of Denver's strengths. They did the job, didn't they? They did do the job, man. And the way teams succeed over years is being able to draft guys that you need and groom them like Chooks or have guys like, uh, Dotson that can just fill in. Nobody expected Dave. Dave has been pretty much an Iron Man, okay? And then you look forward to him being on your offensive line also. And then you lose with Wisniewski. So nobody expected that. That's why you find the right pedigree of guys. And it's hard doing that. And Pittsburgh has done such a good job on finding those type of guys. Nobody expecting an offensive lineman from Louisiana. You know, think about it. You think about old linemen, you think of Wisconsin. You think of LSU, Georgia, Florida. Penn State. You, you think about that. This guy comes from Louisiana. No combine invite, so you know they did their homework on him. All he needed was to be able to hop on the bicycle and ride the way he should, okay? Often, long as, and I said this, as long as he had the mental part down. He's strong, he's an athlete, and he's capable of doing a job, and that's what he did. I'll say this, he did week one of this. I I don't know if Dave's coming back this week, but if he can get another one, that would be even awesome for him considering the fact that, okay, now we get a real good sample size of what he can do. I'm hoping Dave's back because Dave's my guy, but if he's in there, I think he's gained some trust and what he doesn't need to do is just get comfortable. He needs to continue to keep his head down and work. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about David DeCastro when, when, when this, there's someone like him, and he's very routinely mentioned, and, and, and rightly so for, for the accolades he's gotten over the years. He's, he's an all-pro. He's legit. Uh, he's yeah. gotten the respect from around the industry. 
to the casual observer, especially after watching Kevin Dotson play a good game, take me through other than just saying he's good. You know what I mean? How yeah. David DeCastro changes the offense by returning. Do you see what I'm saying? Because a lot of people think just, that it's just, oh, well, Dotson did fine. He blocked. No. Uh, ben didn't get flattened <laughs> here. What does Dave do that makes the offense better, specifically? He's, he's I'll put this, putting Dave in there is like a seatbelt, okay? You feel safe. That's number one. Like I said, what Dotson did last week was – a small sample size and you're at home and there's no crowds. There's no, none of that around. Dave brings a sense of, okay, if you lining up your all pro D tackle and JJ Watt this week, his experience, his know-how, his Dave's not a huge communicator, but you know, you know what the heck he's doing. He leaves no question, his ability to pull. And if Dave's in a bad spot, he's able to correct himself, man. Like he's a talent that, you can look at it and say, oh, well, that looks, that looks easy. Put the next man in there. He can do it, too. Then you realize, no, nah, that's not the case. Okay, I've seen Dave lose initially and correct himself so fast that it's like, that's why you are who you are. That's why you're top 100. That's why you're all pro pro bowl. Like, at your, at your, what, whenever you want it to be. So that's what you get from him. You get the brainiac side, the calming side. I always kind of said a little bit, you get – you get your blanket with Dave, okay? Something that keeps you warm and fuzzy, and that's something that cannot be bought, man. One of the reasons guys stick around, it isn't because of talent sometimes. It's because of, hey, that sense of comfort of knowing that you ain't got to worry about anything that they're doing, that's why you have jobs. That's why Dave is the way he is right now. Like, he's a very solid individual on that line. You know he can move bodies. He know how to position themselves to be able to get those one or two yards if necessary. And and I'm it it'll be exciting to see him and Matt both. Well, I was gonna say one thing. You know, we've seen the Steelers go gimmick very very rarely, but it's happened when Matt Filer obviously went in. Yeah. Uh, and and double teamed AD uh, Aaron Donald yeah. last year very effectively from the from the left guard position. And I say double teamed yeah. because it wasn't just him; it was him and Marquise both. <laughs> it takes oh, it, it takes a group. It yeah, does, it takes a group. But, but it worked. Yeah. And would you would you do that with this group uh, against JJ Watt? With Dave, nah. Dave knows what he's doing. Like I said, that 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 part of strapping on your seatbelt, that's Dave. You know what you're getting out of it. If let's say he goes over to Matt's side, that that old line is very solid, man. It's it's really hard to really kind of knock them. JJ, I will say this, he finds his pawn, okay? He finds his his one that he's gonna pick on. And if I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, he'll go against Dave just because of the respect factor. But you're going to see him probably try to pick on uh, Chooks a little bit. Okay. That's just the way the game goes. That's one thing I respect about Bud and uh, TJ is they are going to go against anybody that's that's there. JJ, it seems to me the the way he's able to move and maneuver in that uh, that defense, he can pick who he wants. He's knocking and on the door the, he wants. Yeah, I mean we do see TJ Bud move a little bit. Oh, yeah, and and for for what it's worth, again we have seen in these first couple of games, uh, TJ. I, I bumped Dale sitting over to my right, and I look at TJ. And TJ comes up through the middle. I saw that. Like that. You, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's go. Let's go for your prediction here. I got the Steelers winning. What, what do you uh, have for I a score? Them, 
for score, thinking about uh, their secondary, I don't think a whole lot of Houston's D-line other than J.J. Respect the hell out of him. I got the Steelers' consistent run game and deep passes. I think this offense is going to be pretty strong. 27, I give Deshaun 14. Why? Why 14? Because they're, I feel like – No, just in, in general, why do you think the Steelers what's – the, what's the number one reason they'll win this game? The if Dave's back is huge. If not, they're still gonna be able to run the ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. And That's... then Ben is Ben is getting a rapport with Deontay. And if Juju plays, I've seen him show up on the injury report. But this Claypool kid is opening up the offense. I didn't think I, I didn't know what to expect a whole lot out of Ebron, but Ben got some big play guys now, just all the way across the board. And even through all of this. I feel like I feel bad by not mentioning James Washington. He's doing yeah. what you need him to do. Like I, So, Ben has a lot of tools if Juju is out this week. I saw he missed again. There is nothing that freaks out opposing head coaches and opposing defensive coordinators like someone blowing the top off. Because it's just – it just – there's – it. it takes all of their little plans and all yeah. their little X's and O's and it just – you know? I'm telling you, I was amazed by this kid. And I was amazed, honestly, but I'll say it, that Ben actually threw to him down the sideline. Yeah. And you know what? I sat back and I was like. And took a hit. Took, took a hit? Yes. Took a I, hit. I, they I, sent somebody in off of, off, of, off of, well, where Ramon Foster yeah. would have been. They sent somebody I, in there. They did. And, and you know what I said when I saw that? I thought Plexico. I thought Mike Wallace. I thought Martavis, and I said, you put those guys together, what it, what happened from that? A Super Bowl run happened from that. Think there about was some, it. There was some Martavis in that catch. I, I, out, of, yeah. out of all those guys, I, I would have I would have mostly because Martavis had, uh, I mean, what an epic talent! My goodness. Uh, yeah, I know. But Martavis had the the body control that you saw with the way he the way yeah. he adjusted to the ball. You see this kid's hands. But then also those strides. Once he caught it, that was the thing with Martavis that that would weird you out because you wouldn't you w- wouldn't and couldn't see it in drills, and you weren't going to yeah. see it at a scouting combine. But nope. once he caught the ball, he just like this giraffe running down the field, you know. Yeah, long legs, and and that once Claypool caught the ball and he pulled away, that was the part that got me. It yeah. wasn't the pass, it wasn't the catch. It was the, oh, he can do that too. Well, that's can. not fair. Yeah, and, and it's so encouraging to see Ben say that he had a talk with Deontay about trust like that. When 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 I saw that, and I wrote it in my column about Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, Ben back to plan. I don't know if he hated or not backyard football. I was like, okay, he's able to create a little bit more. <laughs> like, this can get spooky, man. And I'm not trying to sell wolf tickets on him, but I'm like, this can get a little spooky if Ben is out here creating with Deontay across the middle because that kid's special too.